You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is the Outside Podcast. I am your host, Adil Royster. Chill ride, chill vibes as always. Definitely chill. Of course, because you know it's it's winter time in Philadelphia and it's just just miserable. I mean, I I enjoy the cold; it's fine. But the wind chill—that's what gets me. That's what gets all of us. Uh, my guest on the podcast today uh, doesn't really have to deal with wind chills or cold weather, for that matter, because she is located in, I guess, sunny California. I mean, she. She hails from Northern California, so I don't know if the rain and the clouds from, like, San Francisco or whatnot, like, if that extends to the entirety of Northern California, but we'll find out. We'll ask her. Uh, It's Marina Drag. She is the, she's a beat writer, staff writer for the Sacramento Kings SB Nation website, Sacktown Royalty, if you don't know. And she's joining me to talk about this whole, like, Will they, won't they with the Kings and trading for Ben Simmons and other things. So we're going to get right into this. Marina, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. And to your question, <laughs> I wish we got the rain and the clouds that the Bay Area gets. Sacramento is a little bit dry, um, but nothing compared to the, to the winter that's out there on the East Coast, for sure. I'm just saying it's enjoyable out here sometimes in the wintertime. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I I would love a white Christmas, but I'm sure it looks a lot better than it feels. I'm I'm positive. You get the nice two, three feet of snow, and then you just grab the inner tubes or whatever you can find and just, you know, slalom down the art museum steps. It's fun. Yeah, that does seem that seems charming for like <laughs> one day. And then I would like to come back to my like 60 degree winters in Sacramento. <laughs> And you're born and raised in Sacramento? I am, yeah. I am born and raised. So you were there during the rise and fall of the Chris Weber days? I was. I was a kid. Um, the last time that the for some perspective, the last time that the Kings were in the playoffs was the year that the Sacramento Monarchs won the championship. Oh my um, god. And I was 10. So it's been a long hard ride as a Kings fan growing up in this playoff drought. Um, I, I remember the, the glory days, you know, of Oh two and Oh uh, three, but uh, they're like distant, distant memories from all the, <laughs> the hardship that we've had as a young adolescent. Can I just say one thing before I dive into the actual topic? Of course. Uh, Sacramento Kings fans. I swear, I feel so bad for you guys. A lot of times, <laughs> Sacramento Kings fans and Orlando Magic fans, I probably feel so bad for those fan bases more than any other NBA franchise. Yeah, I think we do get a lot of like 
uh, pity, pity support. Pity. Yeah, we somehow become like the NBA darlings for like a few days or weeks in the league. And then we just go back to like catching strays on Saturday Night Live. And so it's <laughs> just like this weird dichotomy. But I do think that when the Kings find success, they will become kind of one of those like fan favorite, league favorite underdogs that everybody can get behind. And it'll be uh, great for the fans because we've been watching the the sadness for nearly two decades. I mean, truth be told, I was all about those um, those early aughts Sacramento Kings. I was all about oh, it. Yeah. I, had, I had a Mike Bibby jersey and everything. It was great. Okay, me too. Yeah, <laughs> that that was that's all we have. Honestly, we hold those days very dear. So um, you're you're with the rest of us there. Fantastic. Uh, so with the trade deadline, what two two and a half weeks away? I wanted to chat with you about all of these rumors, these musings, these swirlings, if you will, about Sacramento's interests slash coy interests slash we're not really interested in Ben Simmons. And I want to start with a couple of things from a colleague of yours, Jordan White. And he was quoting Mark Stein and saying that the Kings were, quote, the closest thing to a favorite to land Simmons. Reading that sentence, what do you take away from a sentence like that? Um, To me, the whole last three to four weeks, or really predating that, you know, the the swirlings around um, the Kings and the Sixers being linked this year, I can't take anything too seriously because it's all been a bit redundant. Um, and I'm sure you you might feel that way too, as uh, every headline just seems to be, you know, Simmons is headed in this direction for X, Y, and Z team. Um, and every day it gets stronger for for one team or weaker for another. But um, oh, just some... just tweet at my colleague Steve Littman. He has a he has a litany of responses for that question. <laughs> I'm sure it's like you know the the only thing on everybody's mind, even though, you know, you have an MVP, uh, arguably uh, someone at the, at the table for MVP and Joel Embiid, that's kind of taking a little bit away from, from his season, but uh, that's a totally different thing. Um, I just, I don't know. I take every trade rumor with a grain of salt uh, between Simmons and Sacramento, but Having so much national media attention around it, I think um, Kings fans and maybe Sacramento Kings adjacent uh, people who are interested in in this market, uh, that definitely like strikes a chord because we're not, you know, let's be honest, we're not a free agent destination. Right. Um, we're not somebody that would really have a chance at Ben Simmons in that in that way. So for the trade uh, rumor mill to be churning out so much regarding Ben and Sacramento uh, is very intriguing for Kings fans. But I think at the same time, there's a bit of, um, you know, a guard up because we, we tend not to make a big splash, especially at the, at the deadline. And usually if we do make a splash, it tends not to go in our favor. (laughs) There 
I, I can I think I can understand where you're coming from as far as like the the uncomfortableness about being the focal point of a trade rumor. It's it's not easy when like you were saying from uh Kingspan perspective, like I know from personal experience during the process era of Sixers basketball, it was like, uh, who's really gonna trade for any of our parts? Right. And then not only that, but it's always the question at that time of who's the next GM that's going to get fleeced by Sam Hinkie because right. Sam knows like five times better what he's doing. Yeah, I know. It's actually funny, the parallels that the Sixers and the Kings, you know, their trajectory over the last decade. I mean, you guys have had a more positive outcome, but just that like uh, disgruntled, unknown weird uh <laughs> can't name the starting five from 2013 kind of a deal um we've had some similarities there but uh i definitely would love to see the kings take the process uh from the sixers you know i think that obviously think- it's not great right now with with the ben simmons saga but um i would not be sad if i was in the sixers position with everything else that they have around them Knowing everything you know about Ben Simmons and the situation and the saga here, from a basketball writer perspective, um, what do you think about the possibility of Ben Simmons in a Kings jersey? Like, do you like from a from a writer perspective? Do you like it? Do you think the fit works depending on the trade framework? Because I mean, personally, if you have Simmons and Fox on the same team, kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense Mm -hmm. uh, from a spacing standpoint. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, putting my writer hat on having Ben Simmons in Sacramento definitely puts us in the conversation and in a conversation that we're not too often a part of in that we would be, you know, for the Kings, it's like a good season for us would be making the play in tournament. And that's like not being hyperbolic. Like I really think that landing a 10th seed would be considered like, okay, we had a great year. So adding Ben Simmons, adding defense, which the Kings have been so starved of in the last few seasons, you know, we had the worst defensive ranking in league history last year and uh, we're not on a great trajectory right now, bringing in an all defensive player, Uh, bringing in an all-star, I think that automatically puts us into a better place, regardless of who's leaving, because we don't have all-stars right now. And I mean, that's not to say we don't have future all-stars. We have a great young core in Fox and Halliburton, and I love that tandem personally. Um, So I think that adding a Ben Simmons, um, would be great from a on paper, but where I where I see the issue uh, on the other side of my writer's hat is who's to say that Ben Simmons wouldn't have the same attitude or pull the same kind of uh, hoopla that's going on <laughs> in Philly right now um, in Sacramento, which is a less than ideal market for him, I'm sure. That kind of leads into my next question a little bit. And 
again, whenever I bring this up, I always preface by saying it's not my place to comment on anybody's like mental health. If he believes that he has a mental health issue, do whatever you can to get it corrected. But comparing the Philly fan base to the Sacramento fan base, could it work a little bit better there? Is is the Sacramento fan base a little bit more even keeled, so to speak, versus the and the media versus like Philly or like I don't know Minnesota, probably not, but mm-hmm. like New York, certainly no. <laughs> right. Um, I think we're absolutely um, in a conversation with Sixers fans in that we'll boo our team if we're not playing well, um, you know, or, or we're not necessarily Madison Square Garden where we're um, booing Julius Randle when he's giving us a thumbs down, like I, I don't, or a thumbs up rather. Uh, but I think Sacramento Kings fans are hopelessly optimistic in that they'll fall in love with the 20th pick in the second round and we have so many uh, players that have come and gone in this franchise where we have been given glimmers of hope Um, obviously with the boogie era we had flashes of of good and we had a lot of bad but there was always at the end of the day like a mutual respect and adoration for the players on the court Um, I don't think fans are necessarily as aggressive I think maybe on social media they're they're active and they're passionate but I don't think that this would be a space where Ben Simmons would enter and feel like he was being um, you know bullied or being attacked I think that that comes from maybe the national uh, fan base or just the league fan base at large, you know, Ben Simmons has become a bit of a, not a joke, but, uh, kind of a, a pariah, I guess, or just a running gag of, of yeah. this whole, you know, from playoffs last year to, um, or to the, you know, the Hawks, uh, series last year to now it's just kind of grown and grown and become something that's a little bit bigger than uh, just the the Sixers market. More of my conversation with Marina Drab of Sacktown Royalty in a second. Just going to fulfill the ad man and we'll be right back on the Out of Sight podcast on the Liberty Ballers podcast network. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com. 
Now, here's something that is interesting as far as this like trade swing between the two teams. The concept of the Kings willing to take on Tobias Harris's contract to land Simmons. Okay, I'm a Sixers fan, and even I'm thinking to myself, okay, I, I, I can't in good conscience allow that to happen to another team. Like, I can't. Like that, like there's so much fleecing done on that angle. Like I, <laughs> I would, I would feel even worse for Kings fans if they took Tobias Harris's contract along with Ben Simmons. Not to say that Tobias is a bad player by any stretch. He's just not worth what he's being paid. Yeah, I think that that would be. Uh, a... I mean, do the Kings want Simmons that badly? Honestly, no. I don't think so, because I think if they did, they would have pulled the trigger a long time ago when things were, uh, you know, when things were, the goalpost hadn't been moved yet. Um, It was very clear from the beginning of this season that there were Fox Simmons trade rumors. um, And there were also trade rumors around Tyrese Halliburton. And I know that uh, Kings brass just don't want to get rid of Tyrese and in, right. in kind of the same way that a few years ago, they really didn't want to get rid of deer and Fox. Um, but now Fox has been in the center of several trade rumors uh, throughout this season. So I, I don't know, but I do know that the addition of Tobias Harris in that package in the last few days has probably turned off a lot of front offices, honestly. I mean, I, I don't know. Why? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's the, the money or, well, I'm sure it's the money. He's being paid yes. a disgusting amount of money for <laughs> the product. And I just don't know that that's something that Sacramento wants to take on as with uh, another fat contract with, uh, with Ben. The trade framework that Jordan had in his piece was a Fox buddy, Harrison Barnes and quote unquote high value picks for Ben Tobias Harris and hopefully Matisse Thibault. Like the fact that he said, hopefully Matisse in there, I'm just like, dude, we're not, we're not that bad. Like we're not trying to like old West rob somebody like at gunpoint. I will say, however, in any trade involving Ben Simmons or the Sixers in general, I'm telling I'm telling you this and I'm hoping this gets filtered all around SB Nation. uh, Tyrese Maxey is a non-starter. You're you're not having I'm just telling you now it's not going to happen. You can talk me into Thibault. You can talk me into Isaiah Joe or Jaden Springer. But to me, Tyrese is untouchable right now. Yeah, I I would agree especially with you know the desperation for a a guard next to Embiid and I think that De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Maxey have a lot of similar qualities um so I don't know that necessarily Tyrese uh Tyrese Maxey we both have Tyrese's um I don't think (laughs) Maxey uh, leaving now and bringing Fox in would really do anything in, in the long run um, while Maxie's performing so well for, for Philly. And really that would be giving Sacramento a younger version and maybe the ceiling's higher. Um, you know, we don't know. We haven't gotten to that point in either of their careers, but 
um, it would seem a little bit like uh, a step backwards, maybe for both for both ends, and maybe no one really wins that that trade uh, in the present. You've brought up before a couple of times how the Kings really want to build around the backcourt of Fox and Halliburton, which I think is a great idea. Number mm-hmm. one, but my question would be. Um, so has Buddy Heal become the odd man out now? You know, I think Buddy has been the odd man out since the off season. Really? Since he was almost a Laker. Oh, <laughs> um, that's right. Yeah, I think that when that that all went down, I believe that was draft day or maybe a, the day before um, when the Kings were, you know, a Russell Westbrook away from acquiring Contavious Caldwell Pope, Montres Harrell, and Kyle Kuzma, and they were going to send away Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald to Los Angeles. I think Kings fans were willing and ready to part ways um, and kind of had been mentally prepared to do that for a while. Um, but then that was next and we know now Russell Westbrook's a Laker. That's how that has turned out is not important to this podcast, but I think that healed coming off the bench and embracing that six man role took a long time for him. And now that he's there and he is a bit streaky for us, Kings fans are willing again, willing and ready to, to part ways with him. And, um, he's a valuable asset for a championship contending team, you know, but he, uh, might've served his purpose in Sacramento already, even though he's, a, a sharpshooter, he doesn't play a ton of defense. And I think that with the addition of Tyrese Halliburton, uh, last year, that second guard spot was kind of uh, his by the second or third week that he was playing in a Kings uniform. With the trade deadline, like, like I said, like two and a half, three weeks away, this has been my favorite Sixers Kings trade from the jump. And it, there's not a whole lot of long-term possibility, but like in the short term, I feel like it makes the Sixers a little bit better just because you don't have Simmons is what 20, 30 million dollar contract mm-hmm. just sitting there doing nothing. Like, if it's Simmons for Buddy and some picks, call it into the league office right now. I'm fine with that. Really? I I am so I I have joined my colleague Steve Littman and just saying, like, just get this over with, just get it done as fast as you can, get as much as you can back, and then just like reload for the offseason, which I'll which mm-hmm. is gonna be discussed in a little bit. But yeah, Simmons for Buddy and Picks, fine, whatever. You don't want to give up Halliburton. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if if you're feeling frisky and want to throw in Davion Mitchell, that's fine. But yeah. yeah, Simmons for Simmons for Buddy and Davion Mitchell and like a first rounder or two. Um, the uh, 2025 unprotected would be nice. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, like, I don't, I don't need the blockbuster Fox Halliburton and valuable picks. No, I don't need all that. Simmons for buddy and Davion Mitchell and picks call it in. I'm fine. You know, I think that, that I don't disagree. I think that that would be super beneficial to Philly in the, in the short term, but I know that, a lot of the packages surrounding Buddy have also included Marvin Bagley. Um, he's a player that the Kings have been, 
you know, tumultuously tied to since the, um, yeah. you know, the, the draft, which again is not important to this pod, but um, I, I will, but- I will point out uh, once again to you and all the Kings fans that um, uh, Luca was the very next pick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sure I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I'm sorry. I mean, even Triple J came like after the Bagley pick, and I I love me some Triple J. Yeah, I mean, you're a hundred percent correct. That is. <laughs> now what, I feel like a jerk for bringing it up. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, with all that aside, uh, uh, the Kings have wanted to move off Bagley for a while, and um even though he's carved out a redeeming season, I think that we have to look at that as a bit of an audition for other, other teams. And, um, but like I was saying, Buddy and Bagley have always kind of been tied to trade packages. And with the addition of Davion Mitchell in the draft this year, um, you know, that's not a bad offer by any means. So I, yeah, let's just call it into the league office. Let's just get, yeah. David, let's just get David Stern on this call right now. <laughs> yeah. Daryl Morey. I'm speaking for you right now. It's fine. It's fine. Think, it's okay. It's okay. I think that speaking for Adam Silver right now, I think I would give that a stamp. <laughs> <laughs> the trade rumors with Sacramento, there's always, the the three team potential now apparently like sure. yeah Fox goes to Philly and then the Kings are interested in Demonis Sabonis mm-hmm. a- allegedly like I, I don't know what's going on there but I ugh, I personally have liked and always liked Rashawn Holmes maybe it's because he's a former Sixer and I'm just glad right. that he secured that he secured the bag a little bit but I I. I like Rashawn and I see what you're saying about Bagley and wanting to include him in trades. I would be hesitant to take on Bagley just because I don't know what he is in this league. I still sure. don't. I don't know if he's a small forward because he can't really shoot. I don't know if he's a power forward because he's kind of undersized. Like what mm-hmm. is, what is Marvin Bagley? Like that's the, that's the question that always throws me off when I put Marvin Bagley in trades. Sure. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people probably feel that way, Kings fans yeah. included, because we don't, we still don't know all of what Marvin Bagley is. But one thing, you know, that he provides is a uh, a cheap deal. He is still, you know, he did not get his extension, and it's not really uh, a huge chunk of change that. Uh, the team would be moving or acquiring. So I think that that might be enticing and why he's probably tacked on to a lot of, a lot of deals because the Kings are trying to move off him and it's really not going to uh, break the bank for other teams to acquire him as well. The Sixers, we had a uh, Dave early, one of my colleagues also wrote a piece this morning that came out on Liberty Ballers saying that the Sixers were probably looking to wait and see until the off season. So a lot of these trades that we're talking about now might just not come to fruition and they're just going to hold whatever assets they can to get like a Harden or something. Um, Speaking as a Kings fan, would you feel like once again, you're the like bridesmaid, but never the bride in these (laughs) trades? Um. You know, I think kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, um, 
Kings fans really have to manage their expectations. <laughs> they kind of always have. And uh, I believe that there would be a lot of disappointment because there is an expectation for our GM, Monty McNair, to swing for the fences in this in this trade deadline. Um, but if Simmons is off the table, you know, that might just give other teams the green light to go ahead and start making other trades and make other decisions that could change the trajectory of their uh, the rest of their season or even, you know, their strategy going into next year, whether it's, you know, we're mailing it in or we're going to push for the 10th seed or whatever it might be. There are still trades to be had, even if Ben Simmons name isn't, isn't one of the, the marquees of the deadline. Um, there's the, the Jeremy Grant. And like you said, the DeMontis Sabonis's and the Miles Turner's. And I do think that it will still be set up to be a good trade deadline, an interesting one, but with Ben Simmons off the table, it does make me wonder, um, why did we go through all of this in the first half of the season just to get to this point where Maury is saying, "Mm, actually, we'll talk again in June. See, now I'm really thinking because of like next season, Harrison is an expiring contract and I'm wondering what could be had. And like, I'm not a thousand percent sure about Jeremy Grant's contract, but if he's got years left and you can, if the Kings get Jeremy Grant for like Harrison Barnes is expiring and some picks, Jeremy Grant, Tyrese Halliburton, and De'Aaron Fox with Rashawn. That's a that's a solid base there. That would be fun. I like that base. Yeah. So now that would now be I'm great. playing now I'm playing NBA 2K trade machine with Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Like this is fun. Like, I, do this, I do this all the time. Um, just as long as you're staying away from Bradley Beal. That's my number one target. This, oh, this coming off season. Yeah. Bradley Beal is a future Sixer. Everyone hands off. Could you imagine if Bradley Beal wanted out of a market so bad and he landed in Sacramento? I mean, <laughs> I would feel bad for him, honestly. Like, I that's not where, you know, it, it, I'm sure that's not where he envisioned the second act of his career. And I wouldn't want that for him either because he probably would draw a lot of parallels from D.C. Now, you brought up Monty McNair, and I feel like I have to ask because he was – your, the, his predecessor was kind of a running joke here in Philly. Um, sure. Compared to Vladi Divas, does, does Monty McNair kind of know what he's doing a little bit, at least? Like, me being, like, a, per, a basketball purist that loves the game and just wants to see teams like the Kings and the Magic do well, like, is, is there hope with Monty McNair out there? <laughs> you know, I think there is hope because – we haven't seen him do a whole lot yet. He hasn't been here for very long. Um, I think nabbing Tyrese Halliburton with the 12th pick in the 2020 draft was kind of his first big uh, thumbs up from, from Kings fans. That was good. Um, That was a huge indicator to us that he knew what he was doing in that regard um, as our as you mentioned, you know, Vladi wasn't, wasn't king of the draft, but um, that I see, I see what you did there. Yeah. He, he, uh, you know, those decisions were, were questionable, but I think that in terms of building a roster around 
Fox and Halliburton, which is what a lot of people want uh, McNair to do. I don't know that he's necessarily lived up to that in his uh, free agency uh, over last year. Of course, uh, retaining Rashawn Holmes was a big, big deal for them. I know that they wanted to keep Rashawn very badly um, as he has been, although he's been injured really banged up this season. He's been one of the most consistent players for the Kings in the last three years, which uh, kind of says a lot about our franchise, but also, <laughs> you know, the ceiling of, of Holmes and how he, he has been a good addition to the team. But I think that when the, the going back to the healed uh, to the Lakers trade was uh, in the works, I think Kings fans kind of saw the vision, but there's no good in having a trade that doesn't go through, you know, right. it's, it's about hitting those marks. And did we need a Tristan Thompson and uh, you know, a Mo Harkless? I don't know that those were necessarily like our best, our best off season decisions, but I, I got you guys had Mo Harkless on your team for a while. Yeah. He was a starter at the beginning of the season. Luke Walton, he was Luke Walton's guy. Um, but you know, I think that there's just a lot of, uh, question marks because McNair really doubled down on our roster going into the season when the Simmons rumors were swirling and on media day, he said, this is our group going in. And there was a lot of confidence around, around our guys. And, um, you know, now that we are where we are, uh, 12th in the, in the West, uh, this will be a very telling, uh, set of months for McNair's success in Sacramento or uh, or otherwise I'm just I'm just saying Monty you're you're only three games out of the 10 seed and I'm, I'm just putting it out there uh Ben and Tobias could probably get you to the play-in game I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just putting I'm, that out there you know and I would be I would be shocked if um they came and we didn't, but that would also be, you know, like I said, Kings fans need, really need to manage their expectations. <laughs> uh, it, it's speaking as someone that dealt with the, the process era, just be patient. It's like, hopefully you guys have somebody in there with a plan and is executing it to the best of his ability with it, without the owner in his ear all the time. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, May I ask you a question? That oh God, I'm, I'm afraid sure now. That Kings fans and maybe like NBA fans might want to know from the Sixers camp. Do you okay. think that there's any chance, like a snowball's chance in hell, that Ben Simmons suits up for you guys again? I had I had a joke about this, and earlier in the season, my joke would be was that the perfect storm scenario would be that Simmons comes back and plays for the Sixers during that first game against the Atlanta Hawks mm. and comes out and has a triple double with like 25, 12 and 11 or something like that. Um, recently I overheard uh, Kevin O'Connor of the ringer on the mismatch. And he was saying a lot of things that I kind of agree with if you're Ben Simmons and you're not traded after the trade deadline, you have to come back because mm -hmm. Joel Embiid is playing the best basketball of his life right now. 
And if there's one thing that the Sixers could probably use a little bit better of, it's playmaking in the half court and for sure defense. I think that if, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to what Kevin said and saying, yeah, if he comes back, he can kind of resurrect his image a little bit. But if he doesn't come back, he's just going to be a loser that never wins a championship. I'm not going to go that far. But what I will say is that I feel that Ben probably has a better shot of ingratiating himself with the fan base again than to just sit out the rest of the season. Not only that, but hey, Ben, if you play basketball, you can increase your trade value so that maybe you can get dealt where you really want to go this next offseason. How about that? Otherwise, Daryl will just do whatever he wants to. And hey, you can get shipped to Minnesota for Carl Anthony Town, which again, <laughs> pipe dream but whatever right no I I definitely think that that would make the most sense um especially like you were saying with Joel Embiid playing another MVP caliber season um I I, it's hard for me to imagine and like you you said you know I don't want to speculate about anybody's mental health or if they don't feel that they're in the right the right mindset to play that that's certainly not um that's not my place to speak but it would make sense to kind of have your extended audition um you know and and close the curtains with a a playoff run and a, a deep one at that um but I I don't know I just I would like to see Ben um, should he not be dealt and should those James Harden rumors, you know, really be uh, what is going on? I would like to see Ben at least play this season because um, he's already lost a season, you know, with with his rookie year. So, yeah, um, that would and be nice the only thing. I'll, the only thing I'll say about the Harden stuff is that I'm not looking forward to paying 37 uh, year old James Harden. million. So before people get on the James Harden train, just, just remember that. Like when he's in his like past 35, you're looking at like 41, 42, $43 million. Uh, I don't know how Harden's game will evolve as he gets older, but yeah. Uh, Unless, unless he's Steph Curry out here which is like the perfect compliment for Joel Embiid but never gonna happen (laughs) but I I just don't I just would not feel comfortable about paying that much for 37 year 37 year old James Harden I would not personally yeah that's an that's that would certainly be uh an interesting you know wait and see so um I don't I don't blame you there but (laughs) short term I I don't know that uh Daryl Morey necessarily looks at the long term uh, like that, but mm, um, not really. That's, but that's why fine. he gets paid the the big bucks, and I don't know. <laughs> but Daryl's also not that GM that makes a trade just to make a trade. So when he when right. he makes one, it's very calculated. Right, right. This has been an incredibly incredibly fun discussion talking about both of our teams and reminiscing about the old uh jason williams mike bibby chris weber kings yeah uh marina thank you for your time uh if you would like to plug your twitter sacktown royalty any podcast you guys do uh now is your time 
Ooh, yeah. I mean, definitely check out Sacktown Ro- at Sacktown Royalty on Twitter. Um, we have a great group of writers over there. And uh, despite, you know, being basketball hell, we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> so um, definitely well, check us out. Sorry, because we're uh, in basketball purgatory. Okay, so perfect. You're just one, you're like one level above us in Dante's Inferno. (laughs) But um, yeah, Sacktown Royalty on Twitter and uh, make sure you check us out at sacktownroyalty.com as well. Marina Drab, thank you so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, hopefully things work out this trade deadline and the offseason and the future. And uh, before we started on the podcast, we were talking about... uh, her visiting Philly. So it would be fun if it's Sixers Kings in like 2026 or 2027 or something. Yeah. That would be awesome. I will see you at the 2030 NBA finals. Absolutely. She stakes on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Marina. Talk to you soon. Thanks. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on Home mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.